Welcome in everyone to this Bastards series preview. We just got done wrapping up the Red Sox latest series against the Minnesota Twins. They are now heading to Chicago to face the Chicago White Sox for a three-game series. I'm your host, Jason Kelly. I'm here once again, my usual crew, Micah Storms and Terry Cushman. And we're going to dive right in to this three-game series. Starting on Friday night at 8 o'clock, Brian Bayo taking on Lucas Giolito for the White Sox. Micah, what do you like in that series? Well, with how much I've been hyping up Brian Bayo, and rightfully so, I'd be crazy to go against him. Um, but I am curious to see how he does against a different lineup because his last two starts came against the Yankees, which right now they just have the worst lineup in baseball. So although the White Sox don't have a terrific lineup, I think it is a little – it's a step up from where the Yankees are. Um, Lucas Giolito is a really tough pitcher, so I feel like based on the matchups, if there's a – a game that the White Sox can get, it would probably be game one, but I am not going to pick against my guy, Brian Bayo. So give me the Red Sox in game one. Terry, who you got? This is a really, it's the best pitch starting pitching matchup of the whole series. Uh, you know, two guys that are really, you know, at, at their high points of the season. Um, Giolito's only looked bad in, in really just one start all year. It was the second start of the season uh, against the Pittsburgh Pirates, who swept us, by the way. So we weren't the only ones that got tuned up by them. But he gave up seven earned to them. And there's been a couple of outings where he did give up four runs. But that's been the most... He's given up in, you know, his last three starts, uh, just two earned runs or less. And the impressive thing about Giolito was he wasn't very good last year. Like he was, and then that bad start to this year, you just, you know, you had to wonder if something was wrong or whatever, but he's really turned it around and he's been one of the, the lone bright spots with the White Sox this year. Having said that, I just don't trust that that number 26th ranked bullpen that the Chicago White Sox have that does not have Liam Hendricks, who's out right now with elbow inflammation. So his comeback was very brief. I just don't know how they're going to they're gonna tame this Red Sox offense. And especially if Giolito exits the game and his team is behind. I'm just... Kind of going to ride the hot hand here and take the Red Sox uh, under Bayo uh, for game one. Yeah, I think I'm with you guys. I'm taking the Red Sox and Bayo as well. Giolito hasn't been terrible uh, to start this year, like you said, Terry. Um, but you know, he gives up a lot of hits, and he's already given up 13 home runs on the year. So when he gets hit, he gets hit hard. Now, he does have that ability to miss a lot of bats. He strikes out a lot of guys, but I just, I don't think this guy is the same anymore. And the Red Sox offense can be a little bit, you know, this and that lately, but I think they'll get to Giolito. And I think Brian Bayo is just getting more and more confident with every start that he goes out there. So 
I like the matchup. I like the Red Sox offense against Giolito. And you mentioned their bullpen struggles. If they chase Giolito early, they could really pour it on and turn this into a blowout, frankly. So I will also take the Red Sox in game one because I just have confidence in Bayo and I don't have a lot of confidence in Giolito and what's backing him over there in Chicago. Uh, so for game two, this will be on Saturday. This is a four o'clock game. Uh, James Paxson going for the Red Sox against Lance Lynn. Micah, who are you liking that one? I can't take the White Sox. I can't even think about taking the White Sox. Lance Lynn has a 6.51 ERA. He has given up 94 hits, which is the most in baseball. And in 15 starts, he's allowed 18 home runs. This is, if this is a, I cannot think of a better example for a Rafael Devers get right game. This is that. And I think Devers has a massive game. Paxton does what he's been doing, and I think the Red Sox win. I, Although I'd probably say this, and we thought this when they played the Rockies, they had a bunch of guys with five, six ERAs, and look what happened in that series. But I'm predicting the Red Sox don't do that, and they win. Terry, what do you like? It's been a bad year for chubby starting pitchers. Uh, Lance Lynn, Alec Manoa, uh, namely. And um, I'm not bat shaming. I, I am the chubbiest guy on this entire crew. I'm the only guy north of uh, 200 pounds. So not that I'm that much over it, but it is. So anyway, um, Paxton has, has been a bona fide ace since he's come back. And Lance Lynn, I mean, he's having probably the worst year of his career. And quite frankly, I'm kind of impressed he's even lasted this long. I mean, he, he's been more of an off-speed finesse guy. He's never been a mid to upper 90s guy that blows people away. And the fact that, you know, he's 36 years old and hung on this long, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. But I don't think he's going to be very impressive uh, in the second game here. Um, like, I'm going to stop short of calling it an automatic win because that's that was a jinx earlier on in the year. But I just don't see how you get there. I just don't see, you know, bad starting pitcher, bad, um, you know, bad bullpen number uh 24th ranked offense in MLB there's just I can't go there so I've got the Red Sox winning game two with James Paxton yeah the combination of James Paxton uh rediscovering his old form which was very good he's been a very good pitcher for a long time he's finally healthy the velocity's back up he appears to be back to normal. You contrast that with Lance Lynn, who looks like he's having his Corey Kluber season. Um, he's now 36 years old. He's getting tattooed. You know, Micah mentioned it, 18 home runs given up already. ERA is over six. His whip is basically one and a half. Um, he's not missing bats anymore. He, he's not whatever magic he found the last couple of years uh, in his thirties, it's all gone. So 
Um, he's just kind of looks like he's washed, looks like he's towards the end here. Um, if the Red Sox don't take advantage of this guy in the state that he's in right now, it's a major concern because their offense is good enough that they should be able to put up five, six runs on Lance Lynn pretty easily. And I trust the way James Paxton is pitching. This White Sox offense is not great. Um, he should be able to shut them down pretty easily. So, yeah, take me for the Red Sox in game two as well. I, I think that this one should be a blowout. Or at the very least, it should be a victory of five or more runs because Lance Lynn looks like he's done. So give me the Red Sox in game two as well. Uh, so with that, the series finale, Sunday, 2-10 start in the afternoon. Cutter Crawford going for the Red Sox. We don't, as of right now, have a starter for the Chicago White Sox. So that could be an opener. It could be someone they call up. We don't quite know yet, but at least we're pretty sure that Cutter Crawford is going for the Red Sox. Micah, what do you like in the series finale? I really don't want to pick a sweep because it's since I've started, it's it's happened a couple of times on here where someone's predicted it. I know I predicted it against the Cardinals, and it was the reverse effect, and the Red Sox got swept. So I really don't want to do it, but with a straight face, and I can't, I cannot be honest and pick TBD. So as long as TBD does not become Dylan Cease. Um, I'm going to take the Red Sox. I like Crawford. I think this is another good matchup for him. Um, so as long as he stays in attack mode and he doesn't walk hitters, um, he should do just fine, keep the the offense in the game. And I, like you guys have stated, the, the White Sox, they're just having a terrible season. Their pitching is, is not good. Their bullpen's terrible. So I don't see why this series, the Red Sox bats, don't they, they should be able to put up the, the final two games, they should be able to put five or six or more runs um, against Giolito, who knows. But Sunday should be another big offensive game. So give me the Red Sox a sweep. But um, I, I don't love it just because the Red Sox will probably go to Chicago and have their worst series of the season. So I, I don't like it. So a reluctant sweep from Micah. Terry, what do you got? I mean, I think this is the most losable game for the Red Sox, you could say. I mean, if Crawford just doesn't have it, and let's face it, I mean, this is a bad White Sox team, but it's a team that's underachieved. So if they finally start overachieving here and Crawford's just in the wrong place at the wrong time, that's how you, that's how you don't sweep the series, but... The same time, face value. We don't know what kind of garbage they might be throwing out there against him, and they're going to have a garbage bullpen backing up the garbage spot starter. So I just, I still, I have to go with Crawford. I have to go with the sweep here. So I actually thought this would be a little more split. Um, <laughs> the White Sox stink. <laughs> and and it's they really stink. They're, they're they're awful. And I haven't predicted many sweeps for the Red Sox this year. I think I only predicted one other, and it backfired on me. But I'm going with the sweep too. It, we're gonna make it three. You know, another sweep here because I'm still iffy on Cutter Crawford. I still don't know if he's a long term starter, but. 
I don't trust whatever the White Sox are going to throw out there. I just think they're a team in so much limbo right now, and I think they're a team that's going to get ready to start selling pretty soon. So you might see a team, it, it, you know, if the Red Sox take the first two games of the series, you might see a team that starts to quit a little bit over there in Chicago. Um, I don't believe in the leadership over there. I don't. I don't believe in their uh, their overall morale as a team. So, um, give me the sweep. Give me Crawford on Sunday. You know, I I think he'll pitch okay. I don't think he's going to pitch as well as he did against Minnesota, but I think he could have another solid performance. And if Bayo and Paxton do what we think they're going to do in the first two games, and your bullpen is pretty well rested, then you know Sunday you could be pretty well set up. Um, you know, especially if you have a couple of runs for a lead that, you know, you'll have plenty of options and um, you could still potentially have Martin and Jansen available to you if you need them. Um, and you have the off day, you have the off day on Monday as well. So that'll play into it too. So I, yeah, I like the Red Sox to sweep here. I just, even though I'm a little iffy on Cutter Crawford, the White Sox are just in such a bad way. I, I can't imagine, you know, anything goes south here. So I will also take the sweep. Um, any final thoughts on this series before we wrap? One thing we probably should have noted, I don't know how big of an impact it'll be, but Alex Verdugo not expected back until Tuesday. So he will miss the whole series uh, on bereavement leave. There's no details on that, but uh, sounds like he did lose somebody close to him. So thoughts and prayers yeah. with him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers with uh, Alex Verdugo and his family, whatever they're going through. Um, like you said, not mentioned, not not expected back till Tuesday. So they will be without one of their better bats in the lineup. Um, that is a, a key absence. But like I said, uh, should still be a good series against the White Sox this weekend. So we will wrap it on that. Um, keep an eye out for our Bastards Roundtable episode coming out this weekend. We're going to talk about some of those uh, other small market teams that are actually doing pretty well around baseball. So keep an eye out for that. And then the weekend crew will be back with you guys on Monday. They will recap the White Sox series. So until then, everyone take care.